What is going on, Lions fans? Welcome to another episode of the Lions Meme Cast. I am your host, Nate, otherwise known as the Memes Guy. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day and busy life to listen to this podcast. If you enjoy what you're hearing today, please go ahead and subscribe. Rate this podcast five stars. Doing those things are very much appreciated. Today, we're talking Lions-Falcons recap and a look ahead to Thursday night's huge NFC North showdown in Lambeau Field. Yeah, it's hate week, y'all. Lions-Packers. Let's talk about it. Now, Lions-Falcons. Man, that was a solid win. That is exactly what we needed. Man, it feels good. It feels good to go out there and to kick another team's butt. All of their butts. We kicked all of them. And quite frankly, minus the offense kind of stalling a little bit in the second half, we controlled that entire game. I, I, I think going into that game, Lions fans were nervous. I was a little bit nervous too. Lions fans had legitimate concerns going into week three. I mean, the, the, the defense was just concerning against Seattle. There was no pressure. We talked about it last episode. No pressure. They just got outplayed um, by Geno and the Seahawks. But guess what? Man, they responded. Responded big time. This defense that got one bingo free space courtesy sack of Geno Smith backpedaling 20 yards, one sack in three games, that was bad. Guess what? Seven sacks in one game. I mean, what was it? The Falcons' first or second possession? Okay, Desmond Ritter gets that big completion to Drake London. They're kind of driving a little bit. Then it gets to about second and long. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, Benito Jones, the big fella, sacks Ritter. And you're like, oh, my gosh, man. This, this defense looks completely different today. And turns out that was going to be the theme for the entire game. This pass rush was having their way. I don't know what they did this past week. The coaching staff, Aaron Glenn. Mad, mad props to Aaron Glenn. We'll talk about him in a second. But last week, during the week, Campbell said that there are guys that need to step up. We need them to play better. He's not calling guys out. Campbell will always handle things in a classy way. Well, guess what? Every single dude on this defensive line stepped up. And what's amazing is that you look at the results of week two, and you're like, okay, this defensive line, this especially the interior, this defensive line that Holmes has assembled, Everybody was thinking, oh no, like, is this young talent that Holmes has invested in, not just, you know, draft picks, resources, whatever, like, are these young guys going to develop like Holmes and Campbell and the staff expect them to? And we all love to overreact and overanalyze stuff after only two weeks, but we got our answer on Sunday against the Falcons. Yes, this defensive line is a bunch of dogs. And it's fantastic as fans to kind of get that validation that, okay, these dudes on the defensive line that we were psyched about going into this season and had hopes that they would take that next step, we would have multiple guys contribute, we got to see it. But I, I, I would bet that while we kind of needed to see it to believe it, you know this staff, they, they, they knew it was coming. They knew it was happening. I go back to what Dan Campbell said after week one, after beating the Chiefs. He says, I didn't learn anything. I got verification on what I already knew. Dan Campbell, this coaching staff, 
They know who they have. They didn't waver. They have a mission and a vision for this team, and they're going to execute it each and every week. And again, we had questions after last week's loss. Is Aaron Glenn the, the guy to lead this defensive unit? Can he be consistent? Can, these, can this young talent on the defensive line, can this defense help us win games? It was sort of a concerning feeling. But then you listen to Campbell during the week, and I just love this soundbite so much. I, I hate losing, but I love this because this is I, – I just feel like this is what we're all about, you know, and it's we're back to reality. Uh, we're back in the mud. And, you know, it's doom and gloom outside of this building and this world. And, man, let's just hunker down and go to work. And uh, let's get back to what we do well. And it takes all of us to win. It's going to take all three phases. And, um, and I just feel like that's what we do best. And, and I know our guys. I know our coaches. And, and uh, man, they, this is challenge accepted, you know, challenge accepted. So... I, I just I feel really good. I do, and I know the opponent's coming in. And uh, if we don't get back to our identity, this team will take your soul. And so that's the motivation. Campbell, he hates to lose, but he's like, I love this. You got knocked down, and guess what you're gonna do when you get up? We're gonna get up, and on the way up, we're gonna bite a kneecap off. Oh, you get knocked down again? We're gonna bite your other kneecap. Campbell has been consistent about his vision for this team since day one. You all remember that introductory press conference, the legendary kneecap bit. Well, guess what? No pun intended. Guess what? That is who this team is. This is who this team is becoming. I mean, six different Lions head sacks. Aleem McNeil, Charles Harris, Benito Jones, Derek Barnes, Jack Campbell, and Aiden Hutchinson, the man. Oh, yeah, your NFC Defensive Player of the Week, two sacks for that man. One forced fumble, one fumble recovery. In Atlanta, they came into the game averaging... 170.5 yards per game on the ground, but they only had 44 on Sunday and only 183 yards of offense. That, my friends, that is a dominant defensive performance. Aaron Glenn did an outstanding job, which all credit where credit is due. I've always been a big fan of Aaron Glenn, especially during that turnaround last season. We saw some of the same mistakes kind of manifest themselves in different ways. Week two, we were concerned. But Aaron Glenn is like, hey, hey guys, I got this. And man, we have to talk about these rookies. Especially, we'll start with the rookies on rookies on defense. Brian Branch, man. Oh my word, hyperbole. Just enough of that does not exist for this dude. He's he's a special player. He's he's very special. I mean, we're I'm just gonna rattle off some terms and phrases that have been associated with him. Words and phrases that I have not thought of being compared to the likes of Troy Palomalu, Brian Dawkins. We're talking Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame safeties. And you know what's crazy about that is that those comparisons so far don't look that far off. If you just look at the tape Sunday, Branch was all over the field. And you got to love just who he is as a guy. He, he conducts himself well. He's, he's a likable, he's got that likable personality about him. He's hilarious. And he's the first one to be like, I need to, I need to get better. He's a competitor. And I love this soundbite from him after the game. So, so when the flag comes out, are you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he says, welcome to the frickin' Detroit Lions. Only he didn't use frickin'. 
Jack Campbell, of course, contributed that one sack at the end of the first half. And it was actually kind of hilarious because after he gets the sack, he doesn't celebrate. He just kind of jogs to the to the locker room because it's halftime. Like, Jack Campbell is your classic show-up-to-work, blue-collar, hard-working kind of guy. He just kind of keeps to himself, is not about the celebration, which I don't have a preference either way because we got some dudes on this team that are just, that have fun personalities and they celebrate in every which way. I'm like, go for it. Another great thing about this coaching staff, they let dudes be who they are. Jack Campbell can be the blue-collar come-to-work guy who doesn't do his celebration, but then you have Aiden Hutchinson and his Michael Jackson thriller dance moves. And now looking at the offensive side of the ball when it comes to rookies, of course, Sam Laporta. It's been fun the first two weeks to kind of see him slowly but surely build up his body of work. Week one against the Chiefs, five receptions, 39 yards. Week two against the Seahawks, five receptions, again, 63 yards. And all of a sudden, he's going off. Week three against the Falcons, eight receptions, 84 yards. Eight receptions, 84 yards, and one amazing first ever NFL touchdown. A rainbow pass, a thing of beauty from golf, Ben Johnson. We, we call that play the signature get the rookie offensive weapon their first touchdown play because that looked very similar to the play call that Ben Johnson had for Jamison Williams against the Vikings last year. With for his first touchdown. And another rookie on the offensive side of the ball, Jameer Gibbs, 80 yards rushing. He continues to improve. He looks good. And of course, there was a bunch of hype going into the game about, oh, who's the better running back, Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs? Well, on Sunday it was Gibbs. I'm not really into this whole debate because here's the thing. Part of that, at least from the Lions standpoint, Lions fans, the, 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 the noise from that is, oh, did, did Holmes make the right draft pick? I mean, yeah, of course you're entitled to your opinion about what Holmes is doing, but my opinion is he don't miss. He don't miss. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. And guess what? If we didn't get, if we didn't trade back to get Gibbs, there's no Sam Laporta. There's no Jack Campbell. It is amazing to have a GM that knows how to draft. Can Lions fans in their lifetime Say that they've known that? No. I, I hope, hope Bijan succeeds. He is electric. We did stop him, by the way, on Sunday. As amazing as he's been playing the first couple weeks, we contained him. And Gibbs continues each week to look more and more like a threat. You gotta, you just know that one of these weeks he's going to break out for a big touchdown. I think it's only a matter of time. Now, overall performances, of course, the defense, honestly... Lights out the whole game for the most part. A little bit of garbage time yards for Atlanta when we were already up by two scores towards the end in the fourth quarter. But then they get the ball again after kicking a measly field goal. Hutch, Sags, Ritter, strip sack, fumble recovery, game over. Now, offensive side, we're down a couple guys. We're down Taylor Decker. We're down David Montgomery. And first half, the offense moved the ball pretty well. They looked pretty solid. But man, you know, the offensive line. And, of course, you're missing Vitae. You're missing Big V. And then Dan Skipper comes in, and he gets hurt. Then, all of a sudden, our fifth-round pick, Colby Sorsdahl, has to come in. Guess what? Dude did a good job, considering. Because of the offensive line rotation, it wasn't the offense's best day. Golf got beat up a little bit. A couple of rare, rare holding calls on Panay Sewell, who was at left tackle. 
And then, of course, after stalling a few drives in the third quarter, Goff and the offense are driving again, and then Goff seemed, he seemed a little frustrated. He let a pass sail on him, he throws a pick. Well, guess what? Complimentary football comes back again to help this team win. The defense shuts down the Falcons yet again. Gives the ball back. The Lions put a solid drive together. Golf relies on Amon Ra. Gibbs gets some solid touches. Then we have third and goal. And Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson with another signature Ben Johnson play call. Jared Goff calling his number. Jared wheels Goff running in. The QB run. Oh, that was that was awesome. Since Goff has been in Detroit, there has never been a designed QB run for him ever called. Ben Johnson has this knack in the most critical moments in a game to call the perfect play call. You look back to last season. Lions-Vikings, Panay Sewell, the epic first down reception by him. Of course, Lions-Jets, Brock Wright, fourth and one. That epic touchdown pass to him from golf. Ben Johnson doesn't miss. And it's exciting to see this team grow. It's exciting to see this team continue to find ways to win. Because that's exactly what they're doing. This game presented a unique scenario. Defense was balling out. But the offense was kind of struggling a little bit. Even last year, I don't feel like the offensive line got shuffled like it did on Sunday. The coaching staff adjusts. The players adjust. We find ways to win. And it really wasn't like at any moment the game was out of control. Again, this is what's different about this Campbell team. There was this feeling of, we got this. Definitely had that feeling against the Falcons. For most of the game. When the offense was stalling a few times, I was, I was getting a little anxious, I won't lie. As I imagine a lot of you were as well. That was an offense. Without Taylor Decker. Without Taylor Decker. Without Big V. Without David Montgomery. But guess what? Decker and Monty back this Thursday against the Packers. Let's talk Lions versus Packers Thursday night on Amazon Prime Video. Man, this is a huge game. And to be quite honest with you, after these first three weeks, a huge week one win, growing pains in week two with a loss, and then a very convincing, solid bounce-back win last week against the Falcons. There's no reason going into this game Thursday against Green Bay that we should be lacking any confidence for this team. With all that being said, man, I'm nervous, as I think we all should be, a healthy amount of nervous. It's Green Bay. It's Lambeau. Yeah, the Packers have not defeated us in 738 days. But it's still going to be a tough divisional game on the road. And it's the implications of it that also make this game high stakes. The NFC North right now. And with a win Thursday night, the Lions take a clear commanding lead of the NFC North. Because the first three weeks, again, only three weeks in, but we have a pretty solid sample size. The Bears, oh man, the Bears look horrible. Your team stinks. (laughs) Your team stinks. We're not even going to get into their horrible week they had last week. 
Justin Fields throws his coaching staff under the bus. What do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, I think. Their defensive coordinator, Williams, resigns. They have $100,000 of equipment stolen from Soldier Field. How do you get robbed on your day off? How do you do that? And then, of course, they just got trounced on Sunday against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And it is not fair that Taylor Swift stole the spotlight from the Bears getting destroyed because all focus should have been on how horrible the Bears played. But no, Taylor Swift had to steal the show. I guess I will just have to shake it off. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! And of course, the Vikings, uh-oh, sorry, you cannot in this league sustain success as a football team with winning one-score games. They got away with it last season. They had the luckiest 13-4 and record ever. There are actually stats you could use to make a case to back up that claim. The Vikings are 0-3. Rumors are flying of the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins to the Jets. I think, th- I think that's just noise. I don't think that's going to happen. For the Detroit Lions, the NFC North this season is theirs to lose. I, I think another big test for this team Thursday night against the Packers will be this defense. Can they at least come close to replicating their performance that they had against the Falcons? If our defense plays the way they did against the Falcons every single game, we're not losing another game. Now, I'm not expecting that to happen. I don't think anybody should because any given Sunday, obviously you have different opponents with different strengths and weaknesses, and, and you have all the other factors of where the game's being played. Is it a home game? Is it on the road? But this team with its defense, the next step for this defense Aaron Glenn leading this unit is to show that you can be consistently good on defense. We need to show that last week was not a fluke in terms of us playing up to our true potential on defense. And looking on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, Jordan Love, which I'll admit, I'll say something nice about Jordan Love. You ready? Got to respect this man because his family does love him. I did a bit of scouting on Jordan Love, a.k.a. I just watched uh, week one uh, Bears-Packers. I watched that game. That was my scouting. Love looked solid uh, throwing to open receivers with nobody within 20 yards of them. Love balled out. Love was playing ball on week one. Again, but throwing to wide open guys in, in the... We know what the Bears are. They're so bad. The Bears are bad. Now, Love will have some weapons coming back this week. It's reported that Christian Watson and Aaron Jones will be back. Again, another opportunity for the Lions defense to step up. They contained Bijan Robinson to 40 yards rushing on Sunday. No reason why they shouldn't be able to do that again against the Packers with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon Thursday night. No reason for them not to. Another great part about this as well is the fact that the Lions, this Lions team, just beat the Packers in Lambeau Week 18 back in January. Now, granted, that was last year's team. This is different. We understand that. But this nucleus, this core group, most of them were there for that game. They got a taste of what it feels like to win a big divisional game. Prime time. Let's do it again. No reason why the Lions should not be able to win this game. And I think we, if you will, We've seen the blueprint if they are to lose this game. We, we can look at the Seattle game. 
Turnovers were killer. The defense just did not play physical. Those are your ingredients if the Lions some somehow end up laying a stinker against the Packers. But because we have that momentum from the big win against the Falcons going into this game, you got to hope that we can build on that. And Taylor Decker and David Montgomery will be playing. Montgomery, having him back, I mean, that's huge. Having Monty back is huge because in this NFC North rivalry game, it's going to be physical. It's going to be decided up front. It's going to be smash mouth, whatever you want to call it. It is going to be a physical game, and we need Montgomery running hard between the tackles. He is a really good back. And having Decker back at left tackle, I mean, of course, that's just, that's huge because that means Panay can go back to right tackle. This means that early and often, this offensive line can go back to what it loves to do, and that's Ben Johnson calling run plays, just pushing the defensive line, having their way. And again, another test for this offense is, you know, the Packers have a, have a decent defense. They have some young talent. You hope that Kay Walker can learn to actually tackle and hit the Lions players instead of the Lions training staff. Anybody remember that? I do. You know, if he did that again, I wouldn't mind. That would actually be okay with me if he, you know, as long as nobody gets hurt. He could do that again and get ejected. That, that, that would be just fine with me. The key for the Lions to winning Thursday night is to play clean ball, go out, be consistent on offense, get those long drives going, and build a lead, get a two-score lead, and continue to build on it. Play solid defense. Impose your will. This is an opportunity for this team to make a statement. In the division, saying, hey, we're in charge here. I'm in charge. Is Major Ben Charge. We're in charge here. Not Green Bay. Jordan Love is not going to be another Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, Lord. We're not having it. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. This is our house now. This is our division. I want you to put the word up. We're back. I want you to put the word out there. We back up. All things considered, hoping that we can be celebrating a victory Friday, our second victory Friday this season, because 3-1 and one looks a lot better than 2-2. Two and two. With Taylor Decker back, with David Montgomery back, this defense playing better, Jared Goff being great as always, you have to like our chances in this game. And hopefully, cherry on top, Aaron Rodgers' father, Kirby Joseph, questionable. It's not looking like he's going to play, but having him back would be great too. And of course, how could I forget about Tracy Walker? Shout out to Tracy holding down the safety position Sunday against the Falcons. That was fantastic. Shout out to you, Tracy. You are the man. If the Lions can get this win against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football, oh, it is going to be a sweet 10 days until our next game. The blue Kool-Aid will be flowing. The memes will be coming as well. And if we lose, it will be a long 10 days until our next game. Obviously, not the end of the world or the season or anything. Yet at the same time, an important game in terms of who is going to be the top dog in this division. Can't underestimate Green Bay as much as we may dislike them. So enjoy the game. If you enjoy what you heard today, please rate us five stars, subscribe, 
so you don't miss an episode, and we will see you on the other side. Go Lions. See you later.